Great news. The Drop with Frank and Brian is officially brought to you by Switch Suspension. Switch Suspension specializes in all vehicle chassis components. Lift kits, lowering kits, air ride suspension, wheels, tires, steering, and brake upgrades. They use all the best products from the best brands. And these guys are truck guys. You roll into their parking lot at the shop and they all drive custom vehicles. So they use their products that they sell on their own vehicles. So if you guys are looking for anything for your vehicles, whether you're just starting out or you just need some replacement parts or whatever, give them a call or visit their website, switchsuspension.com. We are starting off 2023 right with a brand new giveaway. And what are we giving away? Well, it's an AccuAir E-Level Plus kit. And what comes in that kit? You get the E-Plus Connect, the E-Plus Ride Height Sensors, and the E-Plus Touchpad. And all you got to do to win this is either go to livelifecustom.com or grinder-tv.com. And for every $5 spent, you get one entry into the drawing. Big thank you to AccuAir for getting with us on this giveaway. Just keep it, keep it how it is. Yeah. Keep it to what we know. I don't know. What do we know? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Not much. People, people have told me that we need to stop, be, stop being so um, like con- condescending on ourselves. We I've are, heard that. I've heard that. And then I've gotten a lot of messages about this last episode where we just kind of were ranting. Uh-huh. And they were just like, they loved it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say they hated it every no, second they, of it. <laughs> every person I've talked to, whether it's like, because you have like, I have like four or five people that every ep- after each episode they listen to it, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll give me feedback. Not like bad or good feedback, just like, hey, I really like this or oh, that's this cool. was funny. And like that one got the most, oh. like, Oh, because again, I think it goes back to um, just having a conversation with no real, you know, trying to keep it on the track sometimes gets a little just boring, but then I don't know. No, I I get it. No, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, like um, I got, I got a couple, couple things. Um, One was, one's funny and one is, is like a topic that we could talk about. Loosely, I, I guess um, the, the loose topic was someone said that we were on the last episode, we were just starting to kind of talk about Barrett Jackson. Mm-hmm. So that would, they thought it would be interesting to kind of hear more about that, which I have. I have a lot of questions and thoughts. Well, that on was that. that was today's plan. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. We're sticking to that plan. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just funny that someone said like, hey, um, talk about that more. And I was like, yeah, we are. Don't worry. Yeah. We are. Uh, and then the second one, this is just a funny, uh, offhanded comment. So Kenny, Kenny Vanderberg, you know, our buddy mm-hmm. Kenny. So he's, uh, he's, uh, I asked a question that you guys never, you kind of answered, but you never answered. And it's very simple and we can wrap it up in like a few seconds. He asked like, uh, which, which one is the better driver, me or you? And I said, oh, Bri- I remember that. I remember that question. <laughs> I said, Brian, full stop. <laughs> like, well, no better, doubt. <laughs> better is like a, as in what, as in just like, no, as in everything, you're the better driver. <laughs> if i'm the better driver you are i think it's i think we're equally just fine drivers but when you get tired yeah that's when all over that's over with go off the rails yeah i get yeah legitimately i sometimes i'm like (laughs) you worry yeah (laughs) because you're just i don't know what it is you go into this mode of where you're just I go into like super focus mode and as long as as long as i'm driving straight and with no other distraction, I can drive forever. 
But yeah. then like that second, like, okay, got to get off the freeway. My, it's funny. <laughs> it must be like we're going along and I'm my, I'm like so focused, like drive, 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 just keep straight. Go, okay, go, go. Everything's going good. And then I'm like, okay, we need to get off and get gas. And then my brain's all, oh, okay, see you later. <laughs> I'm checking out. <laughs> Your brain just keeps going down the highway. Yeah. Well, my brain we doesn't, off the my brain is like that. That's the, that's checking out. And then you're on your own just to get off the freeway. Cause that's when all yeah. the, the, um, that's when the. The interesting things happen is coming yes. off the freeway when I don't stop and I just, yeah, come in super hot. Like I can't count how many like off ramps we've come, come off just super freaking hot. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if it's because I just, I'm such a slow grandpa type driver that like I'll get up to speed uh-huh. and then I let off the gas and then I stay at that speed. But like, I don't, she- <laughs> yeah, you don't. It just and goes. Chelsea's this. Chelsea's the same way. She'll just get on the gas. Mm. Like we're going through the neighborhood and it's like, I'll get up to like 20 miles an hour. And then I just stay at 20 miles an hour. She just keeps going until she has to slow down. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're just, you're, you're just that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah that's what happens. Uh, and then I remember one instance in particular, and this sticks with me all the time. Um, we were going through Texas and I think we were just outside of like San Antonio, I think. And, um, you're driving, I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I'm sitting there like this and you change lanes. And I see this, like the back of this rig and this car comes in just hot. Just, I don't know if you remember, just came in super hot and almost like nailed the back of this truck. And like, we had just moved over and the car came into our lane and I'm like, Oh my God, what happened? And you're like, Oh, I saw that. A long time ago. Like, you had already been prepared. If it yeah. was me driving, that would have been a wrap right there. We would have got so, annihilated. I don't know what it is, but um, I had a little Volkswagen uh, Passat station wagon one time, and I was on the 10 freeway leaving. You know when you go leave Redlands and you go up the hill, and then you drop down into Yucaipa? Uh-huh. So there's traffic there all the time. So yeah, I was in I was in the fast lane coming dropping down that hill into Yucaipa, and I always leave, like, two car lengths in front of me. And I look in my rear mirror and I see this car coming and he's not stopping. So I floor it, go, I floor it and, and squeeze the gap and get a, like next to the car in front of me in the emergency lane. And that car hit the car behind me and almost flew into the uh, oh, shit. other side of the, so if I would have like not looked behind me, I would have got hit by that car. Yeah. Yeah. And then so the, ca- the car probably like looked at you like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like, why did that guy just speed up? Yeah. And, and and constantly, like, I'll leave two car lengths or whatever, and people will, like, fill the gap. And I'm like, just let me have the car lengths. You don't need to fill the gap. I know. I, you know, though. That's what I'm saying. Full stop. That's why I, I just, I'm filling gaps. I'm going fast. It's breaking short. It's, to me, it's a patience thing. I have zero. Yeah. And it, it doesn't make any sense to not have patience. Yeah. Because you're not going to get there faster. You're not going to. It's like. I don't know. Yeah, that's why but, truck drivers just like pace along because they're and and it's funny because like when when truck when trucks are just kind of pacing along and me being me, I'm just like ah, they're always right there. It's like you know I know. Yeah, I understand the the problem that I have. <laughs> and again, I'm the and but like we'll drive. We just we just drove down to the store this morning and um, drove into town. You know, cause yeah, we live <laughs> yeah, in BFE. So I was like. uh when it's there's a 12 mile path or 12 mile road between my house and the store 
and it's a 55 mile an hour speed limit. I do 65 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Chelsea does 80 miles an hour. (laughs) Dang. So I'm on blast. (laughs) I know. Yeah. She's, she's the one that's gotten pulled over for speeding on that road. Not me. Right. Yeah. So she, uh, she's like, are you going to drive or am I going to drive? I'm like, well, if you drive, you're going to hear me telling you to slow down the whole time. Mm -hmm. If I drive, you're going to get, you're going to be impatient because I'm driving too slow. So it's up to you. Yeah. Right. What what path do you want to take? Which, (laughs) what do you want to deal with? (laughs) That's pretty funny. That is funny. Well, yeah, so um, like, um, what do you what what's been going on? I'm about to show you. So, like, uh, you know, last week I said, you know, in the next few episodes, I'm going to be coming with uh, show and tell stuff, dropping and merch, dropping I'm merch. I'm going to be dropping merch. <laughs> Look at and that. And if you're listening, if you're listening to this, Frank is showing our new T-shirts to the camera. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Let's show you. Look at this. I love that. I think it's really cool. I think, because like I said, um, I'm, I'm all just putting it in front of the mic so no one can hear me. I know you're right. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, uh, the first thought is always to do like the alternate logo, kind of small on the front and the big logo on the back. But I thought yeah. this time we would mix it up and then, yeah, put the small logo on the front, big logo on the back. And I think it turned out super killer. I also like it because you don't know what it is. I, you know what? I said the same thing. And, you know... Um, and I, I, was it you or I forget which one you guys told me like, uh, oh, no, it was, it was definitely Angie. So like um, I was like, yeah, I was explaining to her the idea, like doing the big D on the back, doing the small drop on the front. P.S. I want people to see because this D is going to you could going to see it from like miles away. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I want people to be like, well, what is that? And she's all like, man, that's always it with you. You always want to be obscure and like, what is that? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. But this is this is even more obscure because there's there's not a there's no truck on it. Mm-hmm. There's no microphone on it. There's no camera on it. There's no nothing. Yeah, there's no our names aren't on it. It's just the yeah. drop. Yeah, and I I like that because mm-hmm. sometimes when that's a unique thing to a brand is like not it's just it's just that. So if we can just brand this logo, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think it's really cool, and it's gonna be really cool to see people wear them and. See this giant D off in the distance? I don't know. It's going to be cool. Um, so, yeah, at, they're going to be available at LST. Yeah, they're going to be available at LST. I just I finished the shirts. Um, I got the sweaters coming tomorrow. So going to have so we're going to have sweaters and we're going to have T-shirts at LST. Um, yep. And then somehow we'll figure out how to get them online because I've had a few people ask me about that who aren't going to be, you know, going to some of these shows. That's a, that's just it. I think you just have to go to the shows to get them. Oh, I like that. Right? I like that. We're not yeah. going to make it easy for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. These are not like we're, we didn't make a ton of these. No. Yeah. There's not very many. So if you want to uh, get them, I like they're that. $500 a piece. Well, I was going to say five fifty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> rip, rip the tag off and they're made in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rip the tag off and, and print an American flag on there. Yeah. That's it. That. Yeah. Then no one can. Just, they don't know. Oh, no. Just, we're just no. we're just very patriotic around here. Yeah. But um. Uh, yeah. So anyway. yeah, we haven't figured that out if they're if we were gonna. I think maybe they might not go online right online right away. But it's, once we start getting a stock of them, like mm-hmm. then because we're gonna be at LST, mm-hmm. we're gonna be at Forbidden, mm-hmm. we're be at Mini Nats. So we're gonna be Rolling East Coast, Rocks. West Coast, East Coast, West Coast, South. Like mm-hmm. you might just have to wait to get one. Yeah, I like that exclusivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I've been working on. Uh, still, uh, had a, had a day yesterday where I, 
panicked. Is it panic the right word? I don't know. I just like anxiety, an- anxious. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I, like because you you, you message me and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm ready, and and I'm like, I yeah, but me, me getting ready is totally different than you getting. Well, ready I know that's true. Yeah, I just had to go sort T-shirts out. And I'm like. <laughs> All right, I'm all packed up and ready. You're like, no, I have to make my t-shirts. I have to make them. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's what we were talking about uh, last episode is like, you know, if like, I, I don't know why I have such a difficult time explaining this. Like, if I'm not printing those shirts, they're not getting done. Like, nothing's happening right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're doing this and stuff is happening, but no, nothing is happening right now. Yeah. Until I get in there and I start printing these things, which I, you know, I said last week, I, uh, um, it's like, I, I find that really cool that like my, the shirts that I make, like when someone buys one of my shirts, like I touched, I printed every single, no one helps me do this. Like it's yeah. all me. I mean, yeah. granted, Angie helps me with the art and stuff, but the actual physically making the product, it's all me. Yeah. So you, you're in complete control. Essentially. I'm in complete as long, control. As long as you have the supplies. Yeah. You're in complete control. And we've talked about this before. Like, it's funny that you're in complete control and sometimes you're just like, meh. I know, right? We've I'm said like, that a bunch of times. Go make t shirts right now. Go make t shirts. Go make like, a, a, go get a bunch of red shirts and print custom life on them and throw them on the website. Yeah, I know. The, the yeah. only person that's stopping me is me. Yeah. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Like, uh, but that's like it with everything. I mean, you could say that the same thing about the equ- the camera equipment, too. Like, yep. there's nothing stopping us from going out and creating content or me or you or anybody, you know, like, yeah, it's only it's only me. But I'm balancing it. Everything is working out pretty good. Um, we're getting there. So I'm finishing up my reprints this week, which, again, if I am again, if I'm going to be super critical about myself, like. I started doing reprints about two weeks ago. I could have these reprints done a month ago. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Some stuff happens. I think this is what happens when you have a lifestyle like we do where we don't have deadlines. Mm-hmm. And if you, we don't, the only deadline we have is the day we leave. Yeah, basically. That's it. Mm-hmm. So that if that deadlines and you're not answering to anybody else except you. So it's not like, like you have a client that you're making t-shirts for. Mm-hmm. Like if I was, if I had was a stranger and I was like, Frank, I need, um, or custom life, whatever I, I need. Um, here's my t-shirts. Here's the date that I need them. Now you have a deadline because you have a client. Mm-hmm. You, d- you're the client you, the shows, the deadline. So you're just like, I have two weeks to do it. Yeah. Why do I need to, it doesn't make any sense to get them done early. Yeah. I'm, I guess it does, so we can be ahead of the game. Well, it does, prepared. but that, if you had everything done now, you'd be like this. Yeah, but I wouldn't be stressing out. See, you're in complete control of your stress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to de-stress myself. I don't know. You should give yourself deadlines. Yeah, I should give myself deadlines and scheduling. Well, I mean, I do schedule, you yeah. know. But like, just like, because that's what I've been trying to do with, with certain things. Even editing the podcast, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get it done this time, or I'm going to do this this time. But it's really hard, again, because there is not, you don't really have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, last week was cool because, you know, we, we got the episode done on Wednesday, and then you had it the next day, and then I reviewed it the following uh, morning. That was cool. Like, I hope to do that. Well, you again. had plans. Well, here's the, that. why did you do that? Because you had plans during the week, the, on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I don't want this to interfere with other stuff that I got going on. You know, I don't want to take my Saturday morning because now softball start is starting again. So like that's 
So yeah. I have to like readjust. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's just it's me. <laughs> yeah. It's so only. you should just make plans and make plans, and mm-hmm. then that's your deadline. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to interfere with your plans. So like, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> right. It's softball stuff. Actually yeah. working, getting these prints done. Everything. I'm doing everything. <laughs> are you watching the Super Bowl? I am. Yeah. Heck yeah, I am. I know. I'm stoked for that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I can see the stadium if I drive. Oh, up the that's road. right. It's in uh, it's in Phoenix. This yeah, I can Phoenix. and I can see the actual stadium just right up the road here. So. That's cool. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Awesome. I have, I have to drive around. I have to crisscross town tomorrow, and then I have to crisscross town on Saturday. And uh, so I'm gonna. You got photo shoots and stuff, stuff to do. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm, oh, tomorrow I get to go pick up some suspension stuff for the Nissan. Oh, cool. Yep, and that's all the way across town. Now, are you going to switch? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to AZ Pro. Oh, AZ Pro. Okay, cool. Yep, that's awesome. And the, yeah, and then oh yeah, then I'm gonna go to AZ High Test and film some stuff over there, and then same thing on Saturday, and then we're gonna go see Burt Kreischer Saturday night. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, he's he's in town for the Super Bowl, so he scheduled a bunch of shows. Oh, nice. Where, where where's that gonna be at? <laughs> the Mullet Arena. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yes. No, you know. <laughs> no, it is. What? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hold the on. mullet arena. That's that's the official name. <laughs> that's the official name of it. Okay. What what is it the is, mullet arena? The mullet arena is uh, ASU's hockey stadium. Oh, okay. And it's where the NHL NHL team, the Phoenix Coyotes, it's where they're temporary. They're playing there temporarily now because. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having a new stadium built. So, and they're also hosting events there. So, yeah, the Mullet Arena. I don't, wow. it, I, it's someone's name. It's oh, the, they okay. named it after someone, and his last name what? just happens to be Mullet. Wow. And it's funny because I was, uh, you know, David Spade's from out here. I did not know that. So, David Spade, the comedian, actor, he lives out here. He's from Phoenix, and he was on Burt Kreischer's podcast a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they were talking, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to play in Tempe. And David Spade was like, Where are you going to play? And he goes, Oh, the mullet arena. And David Spade was like, what? He goes, I live out there. I don't even know what that is. What is the mullet arena? That's so, funny. It's very it's very funny that it's a hockey stadium because mullets are pretty synonymous with hockey. And Burt Kreischer. Like, it's, it all fits. It all fits really oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Burt Kreischer, mullet I was going to grow my beard out, put my Dixon flannel on, and, nice. and head on to the mullet arena. Heck, yeah. Go, go a night out on the town. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, how was the Dodger thing? Oh, that was really cool. Yeah, so last weekend I went to uh, this thing called Fan Fest, and um, what it is, it's it's basically just they open up Dodger Stadium for the fans to come. Kind of, it's sort of like the kickoff to the season. You know, you go down to the stadium, you kind of walk around, look at stuff. They have like different activities. They have different um, players. Um, so the the Fan Fest itself is free, but you can buy like VIP packages, and you yeah. can like go meet the players or get signatures done. That's all. Yeah, yeah obviously I don't do that. <laughs> but uh, but we walk around, and then we took uh, the kids and. They have different activities and you, like some some pros are walking around. So was, that was really cool. Uh, yeah. Not like walk around freely like that. Like they were do, doing stuff on the stage over here and then they were walking over to where they have the TV stuff going on. And um, so they're surrounded by security guards, but it's pretty cool. And then you see these people and you're just like, whoa. like uh, one thing that kind of blew my mind is uh, there's this guy named uh, he's a new new player. He just came up from uh, from the uh, minors and his name is Miguel Vargas. 
on TV, this dude looks tiny. <laughs> and, I'm, and I just figured that he was just like this like tiny dude, you know, like minor league player, like he's younger. The dude is a monster in real life. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy because like there's some dudes who look huge on TV. Yeah. So like I could only imagine like what, those the other dudes, guys. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Like there's this uh, player named Joey Gallo. I don't know who yeah. that is. Uh, yeah. He played on the Yankees and then he played on the Dodgers uh, a little bit last season. And that dude on TV looks like a monster. And I could only imagine what that dude looks in, like in real life. It did, well, just guy, yeah. mine. These guys are machines, man. Yeah, it's they're, crazy. But uh, they're, um, did you, uh, what was I gonna, oh, have you thought about coming out for spring training at all? We, well, okay, so we were like, this was a year that we were like, we're gonna do it. We're, and me and Andrew yeah. were like, we're gonna do it. But I don't know if you've heard of the thing called the World, World Baseball Classic or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so all of like Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, like all the the like superstars are gonna go play in that. So because like the allure of going to the spring training games is that it's a much smaller park. You can it's more intimate. Like you're watching mm-hmm. a game and you're like kind of more close to these like superstars and and get to watch them play up close. Because when we go to Dodger Stadium, I mean we're sitting up up high, you know. Yeah. And so that was the allure. But those guys are not gonna be there. So Angie's like, eh, I don't want to go. I was like. Okay, <laughs> but we were ready. Like we were ready. Oh, to, they're not going to be at spring training. They're not going to be at spring training because they're going to be playing in that uh, World Baseball Classic thing. Oh, so they won't be at spring training at all. No, I don't think so. I don't. I, I mean, I can't say for certain, but I don't. Yeah, because so. I think that that's like like they have to be right. I have it's no like, idea. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. So yeah, because we were actually going to get ready for you know going to LST, coming back, and then coming back out the next weekend to to go to spring training. Maybe they just won't be there that week because they have no. They have to be signing for spring training. I don't think that you cannot just not go to spring training. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if they do, then yeah. Well, then we want to plan it and go out yeah. there because yeah. Hey, do you, you plan on doing anything? Uh, yeah, I want to go to a couple games. Oh, cool. The Cubs, the Cubs, sta- the Dodger Stadium's really close to our house. Yeah, the Cubs is way on the other side of town. But, What's um, on the? What is that, is that like? Uh, like what is that? The, uh, the east side. The east side, yeah. It's in, I think it's in Mesa. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's just, it's because you have like a bunch of parks on the west side and a bunch of parks on the east side. Mm-hmm. And what sucks is if you do plan to come to spring training, you have to make sure that it's not a split day. Because what they'll do is they'll have like half the Dodgers go and play the this team and then mm-hmm. the other half of the Dodgers go and play this team. Oh. And then it kind of sucks because yeah. you're like, I don't know any of these fucking yeah, these yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. You get all the minor league guys. <laughs> exactly. I've done that before, and I'm like, mm. you're like, where are all the guys just, at? I could just go to a Quakes game, get the exactly. same same yeah. uh, yep. same experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that be yeah. We want to do that, but the like I said, the fan festing was cool. Just getting back there, like getting getting to to go to the the stadium and walk around, kind of get you really excited for the season. I know, and then we're, I can't wait. we're talking about going down to see Uncle Joey and go catch a Padres game with him. Yep. And uh, that would be cool. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be fun. This year's going to be fun as far as baseball is concerned. I think so. And I hope the Cubs do a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I hope the Dodgers do a better because, I mean, you want to get really into it. Like, I don't know. We got we, we lost some guys. We were this is the year of the, the young guys is what they're saying. So, like, it's all the minor league guys who have come up. And now mm-hmm. this is their their first years and stuff. Just because, I mean, we get bored. It's very boring. It's like luxury tax and caps and money and the, yeah. like the things they have to do. But you know, but that's a, a very, very, very fun part about baseball. It's it not is. Ju- it's not just making the postseason. Mm-hmm. 
every year. Obviously, that's fun. Oh, yeah. You get to, it's more baseball and blah, blah, blah. But if you like the entire system and the way that it operates is also is also fun. And to watch these young guys come up. And then what sucks is these young guys will come up and you'll get like, ah, and then they go to another team and you're just like, yeah, that, that, that happened. Well, with the yeah. Dodgers, not, it's a, not exactly that because they'll, they will bring a lot of guys up for a few years. Like, yeah. you know, we got a lot of, we got a lot of guys who are, um, who, who come up through cause like, again, very boring, but whatever. Um, the Dodgers have a very good farm system, which means that they're minor league players that they, um, kind of like, uh, what's the right word? They they like. I don't want to use. It's the same. It's the same with the Cubs. Yeah, but it, like, but but the Dodgers have the best farm system. Like that. Yeah. That looks like people write about it and stuff. But um, do you want to talk about Bear Jackson? Yeah, yeah. Let's get back onto the truck subject. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. So I have a lot of thoughts on that, and I guess we'll start. I don't know where we're going to start. I what are your thoughts? Because you haven't been there, right? I've never been. No, I've only have watched you... on TV, kinda. Like I, you watch pretty intently. Like you watch, like I watch every single day. I yeah. watch every, if I'm here, I'm it's on. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't do that. I, I the most I ever actually watched it and paid attention is when Frank's truck went across. I think that's oh, okay. I think that's a good place to start. I think a good place to start is kind of you explaining that experience. You kind of talked about it in a previous episode, but uh, yeah, I think that'd be a good place to start. Just my experience or the overall Barrett Jackson experience? Both. I guess that's that's a good yeah. Because yeah. we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my that was my first time going was last year, so 2022, um, and it's in Scottsdale, which is on the other side of town here, and. So Barrett Jackson is a, just a small, they just have a small place in Scottsdale. So where they have the actual auction is called Westworld and it's where the good guys shows is. It's where it's just a big, like, um, it's kind of like the uh, LA County fair. Okay. So it's really, it's like that. But Barrett Jackson has evolved from just a small car auction, car auction at their tiny little building in, uh, in Scottsdale there. I think it's in Scottsdale, whatever to this insane SEMA like event where you have OEs like Chevy and Ford and Toyota displaying their brand new cars. They're debebuting new models there. It's like, it's just the, it's like the, it's like, it's almost SEMA. like the Autorama, like in Detroit. I don't know. Cause I've never been to the Autorama or paid attention to what the Autorama is. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, the Autorama is just a car show. Oh, okay. Then what is the, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Barrett Jackson, Jackson Jackson uh-huh. is an auction. That's all it is. There's no like car show part where you just show your car. There mm-hmm. is like a Barrett Jackson top 50 where they do have, they display 50 cars and they vote and then whatever they, um, they do that. But every car there, like when you walk into Barrett Jackson, you put, buy your ticket, you walk in and it's just displays from OEs and vendors, but they're all, all the cars there are for sale. Okay. So there's not just like a specific area for a car show. Um, and then those trucks or vehicles, they start on Monday and they run it through Sunday. And the cars start like the ones that start on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Some of them are nice, but they're kind of the, you know, like if you, you could go there and buy a car for 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Like you don't go there. You don't have to go there and spend a crap ton of money. Like you can find really good deals there. Really? I think that's oh, a yeah. big misconception. It is a big misconception. So Saturday, they call it Super Saturday. And that's like when Frank's truck went through. That's when uh, Hogan's 
uh, $400,000 K5 that, that they sold. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> um, the two that Jeremy and, and, and the two Broncos that Jeremy and Frank built, mm-hmm. um, they 808,000 for both of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 400,000 yeah. a piece. Oh uh, yeah. One was like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So like, um, yeah. Then the supercars, you know, like the super, super rare supercars, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Monday through like Thursday is just kind of, you can go there and buy like a Chrysler 300 for like 10 grand. Yeah. Which still relatively speaking. Well, you could, they, they don't, I'm not saying that's 10 grand. Like some of them yeah. go for five, five grand, six grand, oh, okay. 25 grand. Um, Frank sold his H2 Hummer is that four door white Cadillac, another Cadillac. Oh, he sold out. He sold that white Cadillac. Yeah, he built that specifically to take it to Barrett. Oh, okay. So that was not a super Saturday car. That was an earlier that in the week was kind a, of car. Yeah, I think it went through Thursday. What was the, the price tag on that? Uh, I think he got 40-something, 50, 50 maybe. I forgot. Relatively speaking, that's a pretty affordable car. <laughs> For what was done to it. You yeah, know what well, I mean? yeah. Well, okay. So, okay. So you've explained what it is and sort of like set, teed that up. Yeah. My question's... Are that like I have a couple questions and and I kind of answered one question already. So my first question, my my questions are, I already know the answer to the person who's building these things, who's buying these things, and why they're buying these things. Though I think those are my my main questions. So my first question is, who's building things? Obviously, we know who's building them because we know these guys. We got Trey Five, uh, Eye Candy. Like we, we, some are built like. Um, those two Broncos were built for bear to sell at bear Jackson. Mm-hmm. The, the Hogan shine, Hoagie shine, Hogan, Hogan built blazers. He mm-hmm. built those to share to sell them at bear Jackson. Mm-hmm. Most of the vehicles there are not built for bear to sell at bear Jackson. Most are just people selling their collector cars, just people selling their collectors cars. So you can go there and find like a hot rod that was built in the eighties and mm-hmm. they're just, there it's that's time to go to a new buyer and then mm-hmm. the new buyer can fresh. So what you can do there is find like a very good deal on something that has a lot of good bones. Mm-hmm. So it might need it. Like you can find an older hot rod that maybe has like an outdated paint job, you know, like it's or an outdated wheels or outdated suspension, but the, the, or an outdated motor, but the bones are still there instead of starting with some kind of just like stock rusty, oh stock rusty vehicle. So you have people that are buying, you have people that are building strictly for it. You have car collectors. So you have like, um, there was the Boyd collection this year, not Boyd Coddington, but another thing called the Boyd collection. And he took like 20 or 30 cars there. They were in his collection. He had them forever and it was, but it was getting older time to, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Paul Walker, his collection went through two years ago, I think. Oh, so you have, and then you have people that are looking for very one-off cars, like the supercars, the four GTs that get like mm-hmm. millions of dollars that you're just not like original GTs, it. like original yeah, four GTs, original ones. And then, um, obviously the newer ones that they were built in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, there's, there's all kinds of different people there. Mm-hmm. And I find it more interesting. The, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday cars than yeah, the super Saturday cars are cool and stuff like that. It just blows me away with the, some of the prices that, 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 that they're got, that they're getting. And mm-hmm. what's even cracks me up even more is when, if you go on like social media, and you, 
I saw this. And this is a, this is another like thing I want to talk about. Go ahead. <laughs> what you have, like there's a big C10 group on Facebook and you, they'll share like this C10 getting $200,000 and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh my God. Or they'll share, share uh, Hogan's K5 getting 400,000. They're just like, who would buy that? This, mm-hmm. you could build that for this and da, 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 da. And it's just like, or they'll, they'll complain about the prices affecting the entire market. Right, right. Which are, I mean, if you think about it, those are like legitimate, not concerns necessarily, but legitimate topics. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you that the truck sitting in your garage is not going to be affected by the $400,000 truck that's sold at Barrett-Jackson. Do you think more like the what like the what they're saying is more like it is because like they want to like I, I guess the 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 meme is is you know make square bodies $1500 again which yeah. they're not. I no. think do you think that's what they're talking about? They're like now it's affecting that type of stuff. It <clears> is. Cuz that was one of my questions. Okay, so yeah. so to to kind of like catch up on what you're talking about. One is the like Frank's Cadillac uh, the, the, the one, the cars that you mentioned, which are purpose built for this. I like, obviously there are tens of thousands of dollars invested into motors, suspensions, frames, interiors, paint, like everything. Right. Um, so sorry, I lost my thought a little bit. Um, Sorry, <laughs> are you saying it's like, that when that it's, like, it's like affecting the entire market of like okay, let's say yeah, well, C10, okay, we'll yeah, just so, use C10s as a, as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. So C10s, they uh, I think the first hundred thousand dollar C10 that went through Barrett was like uh, four years ago or five years ago, mm-hmm. and now ever since then they're all like hundred thousand dollars, hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but they're not all a hundred fifty to two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. If you watch the trucks, the C10s that are going through on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're going for like 25,000, oh, really? 30,000 okay. because they have three fifties in them because they have mm-hmm. not been completely redone. That, that's what I'm saying. So like these purpose built ones are really, they're, they're really gone through. They use really expensive parts and they yeah. have a lot of man hours in them. So, and I don't want to like blow up anybody's spot or anything, but like that, that truck that sold for $400,000, like what do you think the cost was that to build? So you have to, so you have to remember he's a builder. Right. So I am not a builder. I'm not a painter and I'm not a fabricator. So mm-hmm. I would have to pay somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm f- paying those at that hourly rate. Dan is, yeah, he's paying his guys, you know, to work on those, but mm-hmm. you know, he, he's putting a lot of his own time in there. Mm-hmm. That's where the, his big profit is because just the frame under that truck, just the frame, no wheels, no tires, the frame and the suspension and the brakes and all that stuff is over a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. So that, that answers my other question. Like, yeah, like that. Yeah. So, so when we talk about $400,000, you're the, the, the pro okay. So talking about a $400,000 car to a yeah. truck that with the amount of money and time that goes into that, do you think it's the same profit margin as someone who's building something kind of like not lesser, but like, yeah, I guess lesser on the scale that's going to sell for 50 or 60. That's the thing is like what it is. It depends on how much you put into it mm-hmm. and get back out of it. Right. So if mm-hmm. Dan put $200,000, if he added up all of his hours, mm-hmm. all the labor time, all of the product cost, and it came to say 200 grand, mm-hmm. well, he's going to make a $200,000 profit. Right. Right. That's a 50% or what is that? That's a hundred percent markup, right? Oh, I don't know how that works, but yeah, sure. Yeah. So you, you made 
exactly what you put in. So you doubled it. So you made a hundred percent, I guess. That's, so if you put $30,000 into a truck and it sold for 60, isn't that that's same, the same thing? Same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You, it's, it's gambling essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to go and win um, a bunch of money. If you're paying a betting a penny, mm-hmm. you're going to win pennies. But if you're betting $500, you're going to win hundreds of dollars. Right. But at the same time, like it's not really, because since these things are setting precedents, because that's basically what they're doing is that K five set a precedent for that type of vehicle. So I think well, no, it set a precedent for his builds. Okay. Well, let's say that. Yeah. Let's say yeah. that it sets a precedent for his builds. So the first one is a risk. The second yes. one is calculated. Yes. And maybe that's how we got here. It is. It was, exactly su- it was through a series of calculated, uh, th- through a series of risks, and those risks created calculated decisions. For Okay. For, say, for example, he built a Nissan hard body, extra cab, four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. I think he bought it for like eight grand or Oh, he something. did? Oh, I thought this was like a made up. This actually happened. No, no. This actually happened, right? So... um he, it was painted black. He went through and he did a bunch of body work to it. He repainted black, he, new rims, new tires. It was a lifted four wheel drive. Super, super, super nice. He took it to Meekum, which is another big auction mm-hmm. and he lost money. Oh, really? He, yeah. So his, and then he did the same thing with a Honda Civic hatchback, like a nineties Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. He painted it cause he's a painter by trade. So that's so body work painted it. It was a really, really nice low mile car, mm-hmm. lost money on it. So he's not going to do that again because those he's, were the risks, but those were the those risks were the failures. But had that Nissan took off and, you know, did well, then, then it becomes a calculated, exactly uh, a calculated yeah. risk because he knows pre from that previous yeah. thing, what had happened. And, okay. And now, and now what happens is now when you think of a K five blazer, a lifted K five blazer, the, his name adds value to it. It's the exact same as a, as a Boyd Coddington built hot rod. Okay. Right, because you have two hot rods, the exact same thing. One's built by Boyd Connington, one's not. Quality-wise, they're the exact same. Mm-hmm. The Boyd one's going to get more money. It's it's you know what's funny is is it's exactly what we talk about almost every week. It's branding. That guy mm-hmm. created a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's he, yeah. And he did it in a way like he now, now they're all numbered. So, uh, he took one last year through last year. It was called Blink, and. uh it was like number eight or something. And they all have name plates on them. Mm-hmm. Hogan, Hogan built number nine, Hogan built number 10. So they're becoming like these collectible type things. And that's what he's done. He's marketed himself and he's, so you go online and you see these people like, Oh my gosh. And you could have done that. You could have built that for a hundred thousand dollars. No, no. You could have built yours for a hundred thousand dollars. But using it's not a, a hoagie a, shine. A stock frame, mm-hmm. not a roadster stop shop chassis. You know what I mean? You're going to go down to your buddies and get the interior done for, you're not going to do what they, they did to those vehicles. Like those Broncos that Jeremy built were, there's nothing untouched on them. Sorry. I heard a weird noise. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's not it. Yeah. And trucks are hot rods now. So if you, I was watching, these hot rods go through, they're not getting the attention or the money. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, really? No, because the guys that are buying vehicles right now that have money are 40 to 50, 60, like between mm. 40 and 55. Oh, okay. Then they're right? not, they're not into those. They're not into 69 Camaros anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not, they didn't grow up with those. They grew up with seventies, 
C tens mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, that's I mean it, the trucks are the new hot rod, and it's cool to see. And it, yeah, it sucks if you're going to go out and buy a square body because they cost more. But all you got to know is that your investment's solid. Oh, that's well, that's true too. Yeah, because what that yeah, that's true too. Because that's giving you know the I don't want to maybe is this the right way to say average Joe? Is that the right way to say it? I don't know. What is it? Average Joe. Yeah, the average Joe. I mean, I'm yeah. an average Joe. You're an average Joe. I'm below average Joe, but whatever. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, saying I mean that's that's we're average Joes. Yeah, no, I get in, it. So, in the grand so, scheme, of, and you can still go buy a fifteen hundred dollars square body. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get one running. You're not going to get a short bed, and you're not going to get like a desirable year. You know right. what I mean? Because so that 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 is part of my so that, that we're knocking down these questions that I have. So yeah. But so how to like my next cause I because I have a C ten. Then we'll yeah. use this as an example. I have a I don't know what year it is. I think it's like 78, 79 C ten uh step side. Um so I think and I'm just gonna explain this from a point of view of just one of those random Facebook commenters, and yeah. then we can dissect it. So it would be said that, okay, well, that this C uh, this E10 sold for two hundred thousand dollars. So by like proportionate value. Like my truck isn't worth three grand; it's worth like ten grand. Is that is that a, a fair statement to say, or is it a delusion? Because I think you know it might be a delusion for some people who have these things who mm. go, well, and and I understand it. I understand the thinking behind it because obviously you see two hundred thousand dollars. So if that truck costs two hundred thousand dollars, then this is that same truck. So it has to be proportionate in value. So this truck is worth twenty grand. Well, and people only pay attention to the ones that get a lot of money. And that, and that very early on in this conversation, I think that's where it kind of nailed it and, and yeah. kind of almost put the conversation to bed is we are using like I, I, even coming into this conversation, I'm thinking like that blazer, like all these crazy cars that sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Those are the exceptions, not the rule. Exactly. So uh, that severed ties square body, the white one with two oh, yeah, wheels. Yeah. Isn't that right hand drive? Yep. Yeah. That got a hundred. It sold for a hundred thousand. Oh, it did. Oh, okay. Yep. And that's a fully custom truck, but. I think what hurt that truck is it was right-hand drive mm. and you're taking it to Barrett Jackson and your buyers at Barrett Jackson aren't going to understand. I would say 98% of your buyers at Barrett mm-hmm. Jackson are not going to understand why a C10 is right-hand drive. Mm-hmm. They're also not going to understand why it's white with teal wheels or in Frank's case, all gold. Yes. But, but Frank, least, but Frank but, knew but, that, that going into right. Like, he also he that knew that thing? going into it, and there's also a thing where you can you promote these vehicles before Barrett Jackson, oh. because it's not just the people at Again, Barrett Jackson bidding. It's that branding, right? You're well, building it's branding, and it's just and promotion. Yeah, okay. You know, and um, so and and actually, Frank, the guy that bought Frank's truck, bought that same guy bought like. I think he bought like a hundred vehicles that weekend. That's going to be the the next thing we're going to switch into. Yeah, but yeah. So what he did was he saw an actual good deal on Frank's truck and he goes, I could probably make, I could turn around and he took, he takes all these cars that he buys and he takes them to a different auction and he resells them at a different auction. So mm-hmm. if you're buying a hundred cars and then you take those hundred cars to a different auction and you make anywhere from 10 to 30 grand on top of what you bought them for times a hundred. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And you mm-hmm. do that all year long. And it's what pony does now, you know, pony for, uh, when he sold Cruella DeVille, he got a bunch of money for it. He took that and invested into another car. And if you ever mm-hmm. notice the cars that Pony builds and sells, they're all like black and red. Mm-hmm. Because Most that's his them. brand, right? Well, 
That's what sells. He, oh, he knows what sells. Oh. If you take a white truck with teal wheels oh. and you take the same truck and it's black with chrome wheels and red interior, and red interior that black one is going to double the money that that white one does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, you're, you're, you know, it's just the way that it is. And that's the calculated risk. She took a very calculated risk taking that truck to Bear Jackson. Right. And that, again, not every truck. There were Broncos that were all original restored with coyote motors in them and they were getting a hundred grand mm-hmm. so why did the one that jeremy and frank built get get four, four, 400 right you know they well, marketed that the, the owners of that those two trucks marketed them very well i see you know I they see. paid they paid bear jackson to do a video and photo shoot on it in their studio mm-hmm. they they you can pay bear jackson there's levels to it right if so mm-hmm. you could go and sell that c10 in your backyard at Bear Jackson, you just pay the three or four hundred bucks, and then whatever it sells for, you got to pay a little bit of a fee, and the buyer has to pay a little bit of a fee. And mm-hmm. that's based on it's a percentage based on the sale price. So you could take that there and uh, push it across the block, or some of these vehicles don't even go across the block there because there's some of them that are too big, or they so they just show it on the video screen, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, and then that's it. So anyone can sell a car there. It's just. When you get to those bigger, higher numbers, they go through on Friday night and Saturday night because Bear Jackson is a company that knows what people want to see. Mm-hmm. So. It's really interesting that you're saying about the marketing thing because, like, it is. It's, that makes a, 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 you know, I say interesting and we really, we laugh about that, but it's really fascinating because, again, it's that, like, calculated, it's all calculated. Like, everything yeah. is calculated and down yeah. to the marketing. I was funny you mentioned that because I was just listening to uh, the one that you recommended, uh, the smoking tire with uh, when Doug DeMero was on there because mm-hmm. he runs a, that website called Cars and Bids. Yeah. And he was one of the talked about a lot of things. But one thing that I'm thinking about in particular is how he was saying about how important the pictures are. Like oh yeah, he, when they were he, talking about that car with the shadow, yeah, on and like stuff. with a yeah. pole in it and like just really yeah. bad photos. And they're like, you're like, they're like it's a service they offer to, to go take good photos of it. And it's funny the the disconnect some people make on that, mm-hmm. you know, and that like, well, I don't want to, the car's awesome. Like the car doesn't need any help. It's an awesome car, but it yeah. does need that help because your example, you know, yep. oh, your dog's barking too. <laughs> yeah. Someone just knocked on the door. Yeah. My, my dog was barking too. Anyway, all these dogs barking, but, um, yeah. but yeah, but, uh, yeah. So it is, it's, 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 it's so much about marketing and whether the marketing is the vehicle or the person that built it, mm-hmm. you know, cause that matters. It, it all, like it, it all, it all, like you said, it all matters. And that kind of like ties right back to what we're talking, like the, the beginning of it, when I was saying that, like how some people may become, you know, dis- disillusioned, just, you know, get that, get, they, they have that disconnect where, yeah. They just see this car selling for this price. So why, you know, you know, why is mine not worth that? Or, you know, why is that? What, what is this? Get, but they don't understand get, all what got it to that point. Yeah. Or they'll, they don't understand the buyer. They'll get mad. Like, why would someone pay so much? Like, you see these comments and it's just like. So that was my other thing. So yeah. we, we already answered who's building them, why they're building them. Now we're answering who's buying them. Uh, yeah. Not people like us. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. Like, okay, I'm going to tread lightly through this next things I'm going to say. But, you know, there are, you know, out where you're at in Arizona, there are groups of people who have very expensive cars. Usually these guys, the there are guys who own businesses, have a lot of expendable, you know, 
income. Um, they are they are making up some sort of that space, but I don't think they're making up the entire space. I think there is another group of people even beyond that who are buying the four hundred thousand dollar ones, million dollar ones, half million, all of that stuff. Like, so I have a theory about it. Yeah, hit me. I think that's this is where people are just putting their money. So oh, it's like the investing. Same, it's the same with real estate. So if you have a lot of money, if you own a business, you have a lot of money, expendable income. Mm-hmm. The money just either sits in stocks or it sits in save a savings account. We know savings account don't don't they don't pay crap anymore, right? Like like they used to. But um, it's the same reason why these these apartments and condos and townhomes and and in New York they they're empty because it's just a place oh, to store just your parking just, their money there. They're just parking their money there. If you're a business and you buy a vehicle, it's an investment. It's the same reason you buy a house. You park your money there, and then in ten years or five years, it, you take your money back out of it. So these a lot of these people, especially, I don't know about the K five stuff and the C ten stuff. I think those are just guys that like own construction companies or or stuff, and they're buying them because they're into that, and they just they just have that much money. But when it comes to the supercars, the the five hundred thousand dollar to two and a half million dollar cars. Mm-hmm. That's where I think people there because the money it's like they'll buy them, they'll put like three thousand miles on them and then park them, and then park them or they'll sell them in two more years through Barrett Jackson mm-hmm. or or whatever. And I just think huh. it's and they're and they're business write offs to them. Yeah, that makes you that know? makes so much sense. I didn't really I didn't really look at it through that lens, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, is, some of them are business write-offs. They're not all business write-offs. Yeah. But not not necessarily. If, no. The thing that makes the most like what I'm what I'm lamenting on, and the thing that makes the most sense to me is like we as enthusiasts, and ninety five percent of the people who watch this thing, watching this as enthusiasts, see vehicles rolling through types of vehicles. When what you're saying is there's a certain sect of people who merely see that as investments rolling through. So like I can, just, yeah, that makes so much sense. That, so I'll give you a perfect example, but it's on a scale way lower. Okay. This Nissan Hardbody that I bought. Okay. I took money out of my bank account. I put it into this Nissan and I'm taking money out of my bank account and I'm buying parts for it. And when I'm done with it, I'm taking that truck, selling it and taking that money and putting it. Cause I know that that truck is not going to be worth less than I bought it for. Mm-hmm. That truck is going to be worth more than I bought it for. And I'm not going to make like uh, money on top. I've already calculated. I'm probably going to be able to sell it for exactly what I'm putting into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also I'm also going to be able to write off some of this money. Well, and like we've said before, you're right now you're taking uh, you're right now you're taking a, a risk because you don't know. It's what's a gonna very, happen. very it's a very, very low risk. I understand. But what my, my point is, is like you right now you're taking a risk. But the next one you're going to make is a calculate like you already know what to do you already know what worked and what yeah. didn't work and you're going to maximize your you're going to maximize your investment on the next one yeah my investment right now is content oh yeah i know mm-hmm. i know i'm if if i make 50 bucks if i lose 50 bucks i'm okay i have like a thing if, you know what i mean if i lose 500 bucks it's whatever i made a couple of videos out of it mm-hmm. but i can take that money buy another truck and then if i can slowly make a couple hundred on each one mm-hmm then I can do more things to them as I get them or buy more valuable trucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the next one could be a Toyota Tacoma. That's that costs more up front, but I'm going to be able to sell it more for on mm-hmm. the back end. Mm-hmm. Or I could buy a Chevy C10 
and then you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it makes a yeah, lot of so sense. It's, it's just moving. It's all it is is it's literally moving money around. Right. Which is funny because we often joke about how many cars I have, or uh, and I say when I say I have, it's more me and my dad. We have a partnership, and yeah, we've been yeah. buying and selling cars my entire life. That's exactly what I mean. You know, uh, I don't want to go into great detail about it, but there was a time when my family was buying a lot of cars. Like we were there. Anyway, they were buying a lot of cars for that exact reason. You know, my dad was always like saying, like these are. Exactly what we're saying. Like these cars sitting here aren't rusty old cars. They're pockets of money sitting there. And, yeah. you know, eventually, you know, you're, you're going to pull out. It, it's just like, like you said, like it's like a bank account and you put it in it and is. then you take it out. Yeah. The problem is, is doing that, getting it back out. But that's a completely different story. Well, the, other, <laughs> the other problem that we've always talked about is like four door cars. Yeah. <laughs> this, right. So like you have to make sure like I bought a, a Nissan pickup. Mm hmm. Because I know that that, tr that they're only going up in value. Mm -hmm. Frank took a very r high risk by buying that four-door Cadillac. Right. If he would have bought a two-door Cadillac, because he bought it to sell it. He didn't buy it because he was like, I like four-doors more than two-doors. Mm -hmm. If you like that look and you're not planning to sell it, like if you're not trying to make money on it, then do buy whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But if you want to like, if you're like, okay, I'm going to buy this car, I'm going to put a bunch of money into it. And then my goal is to sell it for more than what I bought it for, more than what I put into it. You have to make sure the things that you're buying are worth, worth that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> you know, like the right year Impalas or the right mm -hmm. year Cadillacs, the right year C10s. Um, Cause you're not going to buy like a four door Cadillac versus two door Cadillac. And if you put equal amounts of money into both of them, mm -hmm. one is going to get a substantially lot more money yeah. when you sell it than the other one which we've seen in real time exactly mm -hmm. yeah so it's 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 uh like a long bed toyota pickup i'm not gonna buy um a long bed toyota i'm gonna try to buy a short bed toyota if i want to keep mm -hmm. that investment or if i want to put a bunch of money because i'm gonna, i would buy a long bed truck because i as long as i'm just no like this nissan i'm not putting a bunch of money into it. Mm -hmm. i'm not motor swapping and i'm not making it a show truck so you can buy like something um, like that because you know you're not doing it for the money. But if you were to buy something and you wanted to like put a bunch of money into it, mm -hmm. then make sure you're buying the right model vehicle. And that and it and just exactly what we're talking about, like the 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 select the exceptions to the rule that we're talking about are these cars that are like very sought after and they're they're very uh, yeah they're they're very valuable in that in that respect. Yeah. Like what's that? What's the year in Paul? Is it 59? That's getting like all crazy right now or has uh, been all crazy for a while. I don't know. I mean, any, any Impala 59 through 60. Well, actually, yeah. Now it's funny also how that window moves too, because when I was a kid, a 65, like there's no way, oh, no way I want a 65, like 59 yeah. to, to 64. Yeah. Like that's what you're dealing with. But then, and the same thing with like C10 trucks, like no one wanted a, a square body C10. Or there was a time no one wanted like a mid seventies C10. They only mm -hmm. wanted mid early to mid sixties C10s. But that that window keeps on moving. You it, know? Yeah, and it moves because of attainability too. It's, because yeah, it's exactly cheaper. And so now, like, who would have thought? Like when you move in, like when you look at Japanese cars, mm -hmm. who would have thought that like mid eighties Toyota Celicas or Toyota eighty sixes or Nissan two eighty Zs you know, certain, certain they're, they're starting to come back in popularity and mm -hmm. stuff like that. 
Like you never, you look at some of this stuff, like uh, you always hear the, the, everyone say, man, I had, I sold that same C10 yeah, for a thousand bucks. Trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a thousand bucks when I was a kid, you know, Do but you, it's like, it's, it's real estate too. Cause I talked to a guy the other day. I was day just that, about to say that. Like, isn't that about everything? Like even yeah, like houses sold, and stuff. So up here where I live, I was literally just talking to this, this, this guy. Um, and he said that he sold, he bought a couple of acres of property. He bought 20 acres up here for 200 and something dollars. Mm-hmm. That same up here where I live, uh-huh. you can't, you, there's two acres behind me right now for sale for 200 grand. Right. You oh, two, I mean? like, oh, that wasn't, a, you didn't misspeak. It was $200. So he bought 250. Yeah. This was years ago back uh-huh. in like probably the seventies. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's the same thing. My mom and dad bought um, a half an acre by Canyon Lake in the late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s. And they held on to it for a long time. And then that area grew and and then it became more valuable. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like you're trying to forecast, you're trying to predict the future. Right. So what's next? OBS trucks obviously are going up in value. Mm-hmm. The NBS um, trucks. <laughs> the NBS trucks, uh, there's reasons that they won't, those probably won't do anything Mm -hmm. for 30 years you know Mm -hmm. um toyotas obviously are going up depending on which trim which years um yeah i don't know so it's like what are you gonna do are you gonna you have all the room in the world to start collecting cars and as a savings (laughs) which already did (laughs) yeah you know what i mean but uh you know imagine if you imagine if you filled your backyard right now if you took fifty thousand dollars and you're like i'm gonna go buy 10 Toyota Tacomas or 20 Toyota Tacomas standard cabs, extra cabs, mint and like fully the interior that's there. I'm going to put car covers on them and I'm going to let them sit in my backyard for 20 years. Mm-hmm. That $50,000 investment will turn into a hundred thousand dollar investment. Yeah, I know I, I, the, you're using the example, but that's the reason why on this property we have so many uh, late sixties, early seventies, Mopar, the big ones, like the, the, uh, were they the B bodies? I don't know. I don't know what they are, but there's some technical things to it. Like, yeah, that was the thing. That was the, the thought behind it. But yep. you know, also it is extracting that too, like being able to sell them. Yeah. Cause there's like uh if you're going to make a decision on what to buy now and fill your backyard, like say you're like, hey, I'm going to go buy an acre of property mm-hmm. or two acres of property. I'm going to put a bunch of cars on it. What am I buying? Are you, you're not going to win on all those cars. Cause you might, you might be like, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of Mazdas. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to buy a bunch of this bot, this thing. Like, or in my you, family's you, case, when we had 12 uh, MG midgets, <laughs> <laughs> those aren't worth money. No, those are not worth anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but, because you're, you're, it's like calc that that's that like you're just yeah. like that guesswork. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Well, and the, like what the the story on that is is, and the story on how we kind of end up in the Mopar thing too is like my pops went through like went through phases. Like he went through this mm-hmm. phase about collecting because he's English. He's from England. He's he's English, and so he was like really into collecting like English cars. So he had a bunch of midgets and triumphs and like a bunch of cars like that. And then he said, "Okay, that was fun." Then he went through his like Mopar phase, but he's getting older now, so like the the phases have kind of stopped. So now we're just like here with all these these Mopars. So a really one of the real interesting things at Barrett Jackson was to watch some of the like twenties, nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, like Rolls Royces or there's all these cars that were made in the twenties that are, are, they were huge, right? Mm-hmm. They had like huge V 12s in them and, and they're just massive cars. I think they were, go, they were going for nothing. Really? Yeah. Because 
that the people that buy those cars that are not around anymore they're not around anymore right that's a good that's a really good point because now so, where, so what you're saying is is essentially you can actually wait too long on some of this stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah so if you're in your if you're an old man and you have all these cars that you held on to are they now past their prime because the people that are buying them and that are in their 40s they don't want those cars right they, they, that's what you not, said earlier like they didn't grow up yeah. with those cars no. They grew up with Type R Civics. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go look. Go try to find a type like a 1995 SI, anything SI VTEC in good condition. Huh. Did I, wait? Did I just mess that up? Did, type R's or Nissans, right? No, no. Type R's or Hondas. Okay. Like, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I screwed that up. <laughs> no. no, like if you go, like try to find a two door Acura Integra from the 90s. That's a Type R. That's like. You know, uh, they're forty grand or a Supra. Mm-hmm. Oh you yeah, know, Supra. The Supras, the factory turbo Supras, or even the non turbos, those mid nineties uh, Japanese cars. That's because when I was in high school in the mid nineties, early nineties, that was my dream car. Mm-hmm. It was a Toyota Supra. Okay, now I'm forty six years old. I can't afford it, but if you right, know what I mean, because those are hundred thousand dollar cars. But if you put a, a, a Camaro, a 69 Camaro in yeah, front you of me might. and a 1995 Super, I'm going to pick the Super. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that's funny. That is so you know, funny. Same with the Chevy. Same with the, a truck. Mm-hmm. If you put a Chevy square body or C10 in front of me and a 97 Tacoma in front of me, mm-hmm. I'm picking the Tacoma. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. So that's what's special to me. But Chevy trucks were they were more special to more people because they were just, that's mm-hmm. just how it is. So that's why they're worth it. I have so many stories of working on the lot. And like I said, when I was young, I didn't get it. I thought it was stupid until I experienced it myself with, with an OBS truck. But uh, I used to hear some really good stories. One that sticks out of my mind was we had this 48 Buick special and it was a pretty decent car. So this guy comes on the lot and he's like looking at it and he's like, man, I, I love this car. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, I, you know, my pops had when I was young. I remember right. And I'm like, yeah, huh, huh. it's typical. So the same. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel like I've heard this story 10,000 times, but yeah. yeah, go ahead. But then he goes, yeah. And one time the, the, what, what made me really just like stick in my mind about this car is I guess when he was young, he was playing around. Something happened and his dad wasn't paying attention and ran him over like in the driveway or something. And so he was doing playing something, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The car ran him over. So they're like, oh, my God. So they put him in the car and take him to the hospital. So he's like, and, then, and that grabbed my attention. I'm like, and I'm like, no, wait, go on. And so he told the story. and It was like really interesting. He's like, that's why I love this 48 Buick special. Yeah. Sentimental value is is priceless. Yeah. Yeah. Because and that could be, you know, and that's I think that plays also a factor into this whole Barrett Jackson thing, too. You know, now it's just a, it's just a numbers game. Mm-hmm. More people grew up. More people that are in their 40s and 50s right now grew up with their dads having Chevy trucks. Yeah. Then their dads having Nissan trucks mm-hmm. or Toyota trucks or whatever. It's just a, it's, it's all a numbers game, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what's in demand and what's not. So yeah. Well, that's kind of answered all my questions. Yeah. That, that, like, that was a and really if you're good the, conversation. Yeah, and if you're the guy out there making a comment on Facebook about complaining about these trucks getting so much money, like we should be thankful that, yeah, we should be celebrating it really. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it sucks when you go to buy it. Yeah. But at the same time, you can still buy and that's kind of what I'm doing with this Nissan is I'm showing people that you can still go and spend a, a budget and still have fun. Mm-hmm. So you can still you can still go buy a C10 with a small block 350 in it and and lower it. You don't need a a, a five thousand dollar 
Porterbilt kit. You don't need a $40,000 frame. You don't need $10,000 brakes. You can just lower it and have fun and have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, throw some headers on it, throw some exhaust on it and uh, some cheap wheels on it and have fun. The guys that are selling these for two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, that's a whole different story. Well, and that's and that's the biggest thing is like I think that's the biggest disconnect is I think a lot again, I think and I'm gonna say us, so I can lump myself into this so I'm not like pointing fingers at people. Like us as enthusiasts, we are viewing it differently. And this is exactly the conversation we've been having this whole time. We are not looking at it through the right scope as these guys who are building them and buying them are looking at them from. Yeah. So what yeah, yeah, I yeah. think what we need to do as enthusiasts is step back, really kind of look at the big picture. And like you said, like celebrate, celebrate the fact that we can, that these cars are doing these amazing things and people are into them and just kind of like try to take, try to take that excitement for those things selling and apply them to like our own, our own stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's a really good kind of like, you know, thought on that final thought. Yeah. I think, I think I like it. Oh yeah, I like. I think it's fun. Maybe I'm you know next next year. I think I'm going to try to pay attention a little more. I know my attention span thing, right? Okay, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole episode in itself. Gonna, next episode, we are going to dissect like, Frank's. I knew. Go, I, I I know you pretty well. Yeah. So like, I know like driving the attention span driving, but then but overdoing these podcasts. This, this is episode forty one. Forty one. Over doing these podcasts now, I'm learning way more way more about your attention span. <laughs> I was thinking about it yesterday. It's not that I have a short attention span. I just got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> Where's the all the stuff going on though? Is it all up here? No, it's you're just, it's, you're just it's, thinking about a lot of stuff. Well, it's both. It's like it's like me thinking about it, and then like my life, you know, it manifests it in, in real time. Because like you know, like we say, we're sitting here, we're trying to do all this stuff, and and I I really dislike like harping on this, but it has to be like said is like, you know, I have kids and a family like that is a tremendous amount of work getting these, yeah. these kids to where they need to go. Like, Hey, I, anybody who has a family and kids, I'm like, yeah, you know, I understand, you know? Yeah. Anyway, that is, that is, you're getting your children to know, to go places and, and do things as a family. And just, just going through about your family life is 100% more important than the podcast that I share with you on Facebook. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, so. they, but the thing is, is like, <laughs> I need that. I do need that stuff. Cause like, you know, I don't want to like put you on blast or anything, but you said that like, sometimes you just need to like share stuff with me just to share it. Cause you want to share it with somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do like when I find myself in those moments when like everything is settled and everything is looks like in those like little dark, quiet times, like then I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I can really, I really appreciate that because it's something that I can like leave all yeah. the rest of the stuff alone, you know? Yeah. So, but it's also like it is, it is well received, but we do. I, there, I have a list of movies that I need to watch that I want to watch. And I always say, I put that on my list. Mm-hmm. I don't watch movies, you know? So there's so, because in my downtime, I'm not going to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. So there are so many things that I say, I'm going to get to that yeah. in my down. I'm going to get to, I'm going to watch that in my downtime or mm-hmm. I'm going to get to that in my downtime. And uh, yeah, the whole sharing thing was funny when I did that, said that to you. Cause there's like five people that I share things with and it's all different. Uh-huh. Like different content, you know, different content. <laughs> uh-huh. So there's different things that I find funny or that someone else might not find funny. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I share them with the people that I know will find those funny. <laughs> yeah. And we share some really, 
weird things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do find some very odd places in the corners of the internet. <laughs> exactly. So, the, but even there's some things like that, me, like, uh, me and Matt Dower, will we just constantly share things back and forth. And I don't send those to anyone else because, or Dave Pratter, for example, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain things me and him share back and forth and it's just, or, oh. you know what I mean? I don't send those to like you. Yeah. But on the same subject, what I find is really funny is sometimes within our group, like group, group, groups, whatever, um, we'll start sharing stuff that like, it's so funny how in sync all of our algorithms have kind of become, oh, you know what? Mm. I just realized why I just, that's is dumb. Of course. Cause of course we're sharing these things and we're looking at them. So all of our, so it's like funneling it down and it's like, so if you share something with me and I watch it, then my algorithm's like, oh, you watch that. And then I share and then you see what yeah. I'm saying? So it kind of like. Yeah, that's a natural. Yeah. yeah, I just realized that's a natural. I mean, it's a natural al- algorithm because we are, we share a lot of things in common. Yeah, a lot of interest, same interests and stuff. Yeah, same interests, but it starts with our age, mm-hmm. and then it starts with our trucks, and then it starts with music, and then it starts with this. So it's all yeah right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of fascinating, but it is anyway. That was good. That was a, that that was. Was a good conversation. Um, it was drop merch. Drop merch. We got that. Oh, we got some. We got stickers coming soon, right? I know. Well, uh, my stickers that um, are probably still sitting on Doug's desk. Oh, he didn't send them yet. <laughs> so I'll bring those to you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I've sent so much merch out and no drop stickers. Uh, yeah, uh, a couple of people. Uh, I had someone ask me today. I was like, "Oh, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you. We'll send, we'll, yeah. We're just going to send out a bunch of uh, like uh, mailers with just drop stickers to people." Uh, <laughs> and we're still doing the Accuware giveaway. Mm-hmm. And, Accuware uh, giveaway. Thank you to everybody who's who's went to the sites and purchased stuff. Thank you so much. It's great. Yep. I think I I was thinking this. Um, I don't know if I'm going to put my merch. I think I'm going to wait till after LSD to put my new merch on. Me too. I uh, it was you know we said this a few episodes ago. You were like, "Well, are you going to put that on your site?" And I was like, "Yeah." And Angie's asked me, "Are you going to put up the the thing?" Because it kind of makes sense. Because if I put on the website now, whatever I sell, I can remake them. Kind of no, yeah. not not really because I broke anyway. It's a lot of thought into that. But um, but no, yeah, I think I'm going to wait till after LST too. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, because I was make. like, I told Brandon, I was like, um, I want to do a pre order, and I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to just do it. Yeah, and but we'll see. Because right after LST, there's it starts rolling. Yeah. Are you going, uh, you're going to the reunion, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to that. Uh, that's opening day of softball and it's brother Dave's wedding. So I'm going to go to right. that it in the afternoon. The mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be able to go to that. And then we have forbidden and then forbidden. Dude, I'm so stoked Forbidden, like, it's like all of this gearing up for LST makes me just like kind of be so excited for forbidden. Cause we just kind of like ease into that. Yeah, and it's a lot. Obviously, it's our club, and it's a lot of fun. But yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. That's almost gonna be like a break, you know? Yeah, yeah. I am looking forward to it. I'm look. I'm really looking forward to LST, and I think it's not just LST. Um, I'm just looking forward to getting out. Yeah, just getting, getting out. out. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just getting because out there. Uh, when I was I was going through all my stuff, so I got it all nice and sorted, and I'm just like, all right, you're I'm ready for Frank. I'm ra- waiting for him to come in and. <laughs> You're like you're Let's like in go. your garage, just staring at it all nice, and then you're gonna yeah, cut, yeah, you're... cut to me like everything's on fire. I'm like, ah! <laughs> and you open your messenger, and it's just my message. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm all good. Did you watch this video? <laughs> go to fast forward to 28 and watch that part, and you're just like, I don't care about anything. Yeah, but no, yeah, looking forward to it. So uh, yeah, 
E-level giveaway, drop merch. You've come to the end of the show. Congratulations. Just pay attention to the Instagrams. Pay attention. And pay attention. Come at to LST. Find us at the booth. Mm-hmm. We will have drop merch at the booth at LST. We will have drop merch at Forbidden. We will have drop merch at Mini Nets. Any show that we're at together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have merch. And it's uh, that's our pop-up shops. Yeah. The drop pop-up. The drop pop-up. The drop pop. The drop pop. Pop the drop. <laughs> Ah, we gotta we'll go. see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>